Hey, how's it going, NFL fans? We're back for our fourth episode of Goal to Go. I'm here with my co-host, Connor McCarthy. Uh, we got a lot of topics to go over today, so I'm excited. Uh, Connor, how you doing? Doing good, man. Great week in the NFL. Happy to get into it. Yep. So uh, first, the Jacksonville Jaguars annihilated Ben Roethlisberger this weekend. Uh, we'll talk about Big Ben later, his struggles. He said an interesting thing in a press conference. We'll touch on that later. But first, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they won 30-9. They're at 3-2, and two, top of the AFC South. Um, they actually have, I was looking at it earlier, they have the best point differential in all of the NFL, uh, plus 56 on the year, which is pretty good. And, you know, 3-2, and two, top of the AFC South. Connor, do you think they can win the NFC South? Um, I want to go into that. I don't think the Jaguars are going to win the AFC South this year. And the main reason for that, I think, is going to be Blake Bortles. I know they've been able to rely on the run game so far. Leonard Fournette has looked great. He iced the game against uh, the Steelers last week, rushing for a lot of yards. And the thing was, Bortles only threw for 94 yards and a pick. So he's really a hindrance on this team. And I think eventually that's going to catch up to him. Yeah, you know, the Jaguars have been really good on defense this year. Um third in the NFL in passing defense, and first in the NFL in rush defense. Uh, and, I, I, you know, I think they can keep it up. I think this is a very mediocre division. I think the Texans showed against the Chiefs that that offense really isn't as good as everyone was excited about with Deshaun Watson. Um, I know Deshaun Watson threw for a bunch of yards and touchdowns, but it was kind of, you know, garbage time there, down three or four touchdowns. So, and then you look at the Tennessee Titans, Without Marcus Mariota, I'm not sure they can win games. And the Colts, Jacoby Prissett looks good, but the Colts as a team just aren't very good. So kind of a weak division. Uh, the Texans are definitely the biggest contender with the Jaguars. But I think, you know, when you look into, into the stats, they just need to pass the ball more. Uh, they're first in the NFL in rushing attempts and yards, uh, sixth in rushing touchdowns, and the thir- third uh, in rushing yards per game. And... Uh, Blake Bortles has been pretty good this year, you know, 827 yards in five games, seven touchdowns to only four picks, and a 78 passer rating, which isn't, you know, great. It doesn't jump off the page, but um, he's been good enough, especially with how Leonard Fournette and Chris Ivory have been running, uh, both averaging over four yards a carry. And, you know, Fournette's been ridiculous, five touchdowns, uh, 4.3, like I said, 4.3 yards per carry. 9.8 9.8 yards per catch with 13 catches on the year, and including a touchdown. Um, and before I move back to Connor, I just want to talk about Landon Fournette because he's been terrific. The rookie at LSU, uh, first in the NFL in rushing attempts, second in rushing yards, first in rushing touchdowns, second in rushing yards per game, uh, yards from skim- scrimmage, he's third in the NFL. Uh, and touches, he's second. So, you know, they just need to keep feeding the beast, and I think the Jaguars have a good shot at winning that division. Well, I'm going to say, so Blake Bortles, the thing he lacks most is consistency. I mean, he looked against the Ravens when they had to blow out win. He threw for four TDs, no picks, 244 yards at 128.2 passer rating. But then you look at the two games uh, against the Jets and the Steelers where he threw one touchdown against the Jets, 140 yards, and one pick, 52.1 rating. Steelers, 95 yards, no touchdowns, one pick, 48.2. And I know that they're trying to rely on the run game, which is the right thing to do because they have two good backs in Fournette and Chris Ivory, who's actually played pretty well too. And there's, But there's no immediate help at quarterback if Bortles can't like right his ship. Because Chad Henney's not a great replacement, and he's the backup right now, and they were talking about possibly starting him this year. Uh, and I just think the Texans are the better team right now. I think they're going to be 
around. I know Watt and Merciless just went down for the season, but maybe the defense plays harder for him. Those were the leaders of the team. Watt's really the leader, leader of the city, pretty much. So sometimes you see defenses step up in their absence, and I think that's going to happen because that, that offense has looked great so far. Watson looks pretty good. Will Fuller's caught back-to-back -back two TD games. Um, the Titans are looking a little rough right now, and the Colts don't have Andrew Luck still. We don't know when that's going to happen, so I don't think they're going to be very competitive. But I think the Texans eventually are going to take over. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, I know we always talk about the Texans' defense and how they really are carrying them, but the Jaguars' defense has been arguably better than the Texans' defense this year. No doubt. Um, and, you know, you look at receivers, it definitely hurts with the Allen Robinson injury. Uh, it definitely hurts Bortles in the passing game, and it's going to make them have to rely – more on the running game down the stretch. But, you know, Alan Hearns has been terrific this year. He's kind of had a bounce back year, actually. Struggled a little bit last year. But the year before, a lot of garbage time, but a lot of great fantasy stats and regular stats. But this year, 18 catches, 207 yards, and two touchdowns, uh, catching 67% of balls thrown to him, which isn't that great. But he's definitely been their number one receiver um, so far this year. And, you know, Mercedes Lewis. I think they need to get him more involved. He had three touchdowns. He has three touchdowns in the season and only five catches. I think they need to look towards him, especially with Allen Robinson going down uh, as more of a threat. But, you know, it's going to be fun down the stretch because I think when the if the Titans get back Mariota uh, next couple weeks, then they'll start to contend and it'll be an interesting division. Uh, probably be just as mediocre as last year. I will say, uh, the thing is this year, that Jaguars defense is absolutely remarkable. It's really good. And that's the difference in the past couple of years. They've been adding draft picks. They've been adding to that defense consistently over the draft past couple of years, adding talent. They picked up Calais Campbell or in um, free agent Calais Campbell in free agency. And he's looked terrific for the Jags so far. He's been playing great. And I just think that defense... If the Jaguars to win this stuff, that defense has got to continue the play they have. And I don't see any reason that they're not. I just think that the Texans eventually will overtake them. Yeah, the one um, the one knock on the uh, – sorry. Before – I wanted to correct myself before we moved on. Uh, the Jaguars actually don't have the top rushing defense in the NFL. Uh, they have the top rushing offense in the NFL. Yes. I got that mixed up with my paper. It printed differently. Um but, you know, I, I think they have a shot. I think Tom Coughlin's come down there, uh, really changed the culture, uh, proved that he's a great head coach. Uh, you know, they have a better offensive line this year, a better defense, and I think that's recipe for success. You know, the draft pick to get Leonard Fournette uh, might have been questioned a little bit, especially with how Blake Bortles had been playing. But Fournette's really showed that he's one of the premier running backs in the NFL, um, and it'll be interesting down the stretch. But moving on to the other side, of that game on Sunday, uh, Big Ben, five interceptions. Uh, Jaguars' defense looked great, but Big Ben also looked awful. He threw the ball 55 times threw for 312 yards, but five interceptions, no touchdowns, 37.8 uh, passer rating. And after the game, he said, a reporter asked him about his performance, and he said, I, I just don't know if I have it anymore. Uh, can Big Ben turn this season around? I mean, the, the Steelers are 3-2. and two. I think Big Ben will turn things around a little bit. I don't think he's going to play at the level that we've come to expect from Big Ben, but I, he can't play this bad. He's going to play better. He's going to have better games, of course. But, I mean, so far in the early season, he has really struggled. I mean, he has only one game of 300 yards, and it was that last game where he threw five picks, and he pretty much just kept getting the ball back after a pick six, two pick sixes in a row, in fact. He has six TDs to seven picks in the year, a 61% completion percentage, which isn't horrific, but it's not great. He still has plenty of weapons in Brown, 
Brown, Bryant, Bell, Juju Smith-Schuster has played pretty well. He's looked good. Brown has been terrific this season, and he's making some tough grabs that other wide receivers can't make for Big Ben. And Bell's starting to come around, too. He's had uh, a large workload, maybe trying to take some pressure off Big Ben in the past couple weeks. He had 35 carries two weeks ago. He's averaging above four yards a carry now. He's had t touchdowns in multiple weeks. I, I think that Big Ben will carry it around, but right now he I think he's playing about as bad as he ever has in his career. Yeah, you know, the one thing going for Big Ben uh, kind of has nothing to do with him, but the Steelers' defense is fourth in the NFL in total defense. Um, so that will definitely help him down the stretch, part of the reason they're 3-2 and two right now. But uh, looking at Big Ben, you know, the pass rating 75.8, not too great this year. But we do have to look, you know, at his career because we, we can't knock him. I mean, he might be playing poorly um, at this point in his career, but passing touchdowns, career 10th all-time, passer rating 11th all-time. Um, game started 100 uh Game started, he, wait, playoff game started, I'm sorry. He is top 10, and, you know, he's just been great. I think he turns it around, he's got some weapons. And the one thing I wanted to mention was uh, he's been sacked more this year than he was last year, um, so the offensive line isn't holding up just as well um, as they did last year. But I don't know. You know, Big Ben's shown in his career. He's, he's won the playoffs. He's won during the regular season. Um, but he's getting up there in age. So, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I'm not too worried about the, the Steelers. If Big Ben's throwing five interceptions, they're still three and two. I, I'm not jumping on the, the Steelers suck bandwagon, but I, I think Big Ben's going to turn around. I mean, the thing was in the beginning of the season, the Steelers were my Super Bowl pick. I mean, honestly, I love the offense this year, all the weapons they have. I thought the defense was making strides, and they have shown they're pretty good this year. And I, the one thing I wasn't taking account, I didn't think Ben Roethlisberger would start to play this way. And the thing, I wasn't worried until he did say what he did in the press conference when he said, maybe I don't have it anymore. When quarterbacks start questioning themselves, I think that's a, that's a slippery slope. And the one, you know, the saying, once you start talking about retirement, you're already retired. Ben Roethlisberger has contemplated it over the past couple of years, and I know he's been effective still, but maybe it's starting to take a toll. Now, it wouldn't surprise you if Ben Roethlisberger goes out and throws five touchdowns and over 400 yards next week, which he has a tendency to do, but it also wouldn't surprise me if these struggles continue. So right now, I'm, a little, I'm worried about Ben Roethlisberger, and I don't know if he's going to be able to turn it around. Um, so we'll move on to our next topic, uh, something me and Connor were talking about earlier this week. Who, the, who is really the best quarterback in the NFL? Um, you know, you have Aaron Rodgers, who is leading the Packers on a great run right now. Um, arguably one of the best teams in the NFL outside of the Chiefs. Um, I don't think anyone can argue against the Chiefs at this point. But uh, on the other side, Tom Brady has been amazing once again this year. 11 touchdowns to one interception. Uh, and led, you know, a Patriots team that has one of the worst defenses in NFL history to a 3-2 and two record. So... Uh, Connor, who do you think is a better quarterback? Well, it's extremely, extremely close right now, but I'm going to go with Rodgers. I mean, the thing is, he's just a clutch master. He's 13 TDs, only three picks. We've seen a tremendous uh, boost in play in the second half season. He has 1,367 yards in the season. He's had a couple of late comeback wins. We just saw it over the Cowboys with a minute remaining. And I, I read an article earlier this week that said it would have been more surprising if Rodgers didn't make that comeback and score that touchdown against the Cowboys with that little time. And that just breaks, speaks to his greatness. I mean, it's not a lot separating from Brady. Obviously, he's been brilliant on the year, which he is every year. 
But the main thing with Rodgers is his ability to get out of the pocket and use his legs is just such a boost. I mean, you saw it in that late comeback win. His pocket was collapsing on third down, and he just gets outside and runs for about 18 yards and gets out of bounds. He, he's very quick. He's got a great arm. He's got a great mind, and I just think he's the best quarterback in the game right now. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. I think Tom Brady is still the best quarterback in the league. I know people have been all over the Aaron Rodgers bandwagon, but I don't know how you can argue. He's Tom Brady's gone with the, one of the worst events in NFL history. Led them to a 3-2 and two record, thrown for 1,702 yards this year, uh, 11 touchdowns to one interception, averaging 340 yards a game passing and 112 passer rating. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's doing all of that while being sacked, already been sacked 16 times this year and only 15 times all of last year. So the offensive line has not been good at all. Uh, but we just have to talk about also the playoff greatness from Tom Brady, 25-9 and nine record all-time, 63 touchdowns to only 31 interceptions in the playoffs. With an 89 passer rating, I I don't know how you go against Tom Brady. He's just he's been terrific. Well, I'm talking about right now specifically with Rodgers. I think Rodgers is better right now, not over the career. Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time, in my opinion. But I mean, I'm going to talk about Brady for a little bit because I think he's been brilliant as well. I want to talk about that comeback win against the Texans. That was the most impressive thing to me. Obviously, their defense has been struggling so much, and Brady's had to carry so much of the slack, missing Julian Edelman, Gronk at times. And he's just been able to just do it with whatever pieces are there. He finds Amendola, finds Chris Hogan's been great so far. I just think that Brady is brilliant, but Rodgers is just a little bit above. And I once again, I want to credit to Rodgers' legs right now. That's the main thing that I see. Even though either one of these quarterbacks, you can't go wrong. Yeah, I mean, they're both great quarterbacks. But the one thing I wanted to ask you was, if you take Aaron Rodgers and you put him on the Patriots, do you think the Patriots are better than three and two or worse than three? And two? I think they're directly at three and two. I think he plays at the same level pretty much. He can't do much more. That defense has been so bad that I just, I just don't see any quarterback really being able to bring him out at three and two. Only the best could bring him to this point. So I'll counter that. What if you put Tom Brady on the Packers? Are they undefeated right now? I think they're the same record once again. I, I these guys are just so close in talent that it's just. These two are just hands – they're better than everybody else in the NFL. The only person that I put near them right now is still Drew Brees, but I think they're in a category of their own. I think you can flip-flop them, and they'll pretty much be the same records. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're two of the – there's really no losing this argument because both of the guys have been terrific. Rodgers hasn't done as much in the playoffs, but Brady has. Um, but, you know, you could also say that Brady's had the better coaching staff, whereas Mike McCarthy, you know – Great coach. Nothing against Mike McCarthy, but he's not Bill Belichick. So, you know, it's give or take. I personally would go with Brady. Obviously, Connor's going with uh, Aaron Rodgers, but it you can't lose this argument. We'll just we'll move on. Um, the AFC North. The Bengals started off zero and three. They've really turned it around. They're back to two and three now. Uh, Andy Dalton's really starting to come around a little bit. And Connor, do you think do you think they have a shot in the AFC North? You know, uh, right now. The right now the Steelers are in first place with with the Ravens both three and two and then the Bengals you know only a game back of both of those teams uh, of course the Browns have no shot at winning that division yeah. but uh, Connor do you think they have a shot I think they do have a shot they've the offenses looked way better under Bill Lazar after they promoted him from quarterbacks coach to take over as offense coordinator I think Dalton has looked better in the past couple weeks. I mean, he looked terrific the first couple. He has now has seven TDs to six picks on the season with the 87.5 QBR, which isn't horrific. 
I think the defense is playing better, which I always knew they would. In all honesty, when the Bengals got off to the rough start, I, I didn't think they were that bad a team. I really thought they could play better than they have, and they've proved in the past couple weeks. Now it's going to be an uphill battle, certainly. I think the Steelers are going to turn around. I don't think the Ravens are that great, so I think this, the Bengals will at least finish in second, if anything. But I definitely give them a shot. Yeah, uh, I mean, they, they've really turned around, and it's credit to them. You know, their defense has played, the passing defense has been terrific this year. Well, second in the NFL in passing yards allowed. So they've. You know, definitely been able to stop the pass. And I, I know I've always liked Adam Jones, even though he's, you know, a criminal off the field. He's been great on the field this Pat year. Jones. Yep. Um, and then Andy Dalton, you know, he's kind of turning around. He had uh, he had a bunch of interceptions in the first three games, but now he's, you know, seven touchdowns, six interceptions. He's got his passer rating up to 87.5. <clears throat> and, you know, he's played great. And the one thing I wanted to say was, Everyone's been talking about Joe Mixon and how he's going to great, be this great running back. He really hasn't showed it so far this year. I think they need to, for him to turn the corner or they need to commit more to either Giovanni Bernard or Jeremy Hill because uh, Joe Mixon has twice as many carries than either Hill or Bernard and is only averaging 2.8 yards per carry on only one touchdown in the year. Um, and they definitely need to get Giovanni Bernard more involved in the passing game. You know, 10 catches, 164 yards, averaging 16.4 yards per catch with two receiving touchdowns this year. Um, but uh, last thing, A.J. Green has been terrific for them. 32 catches for 504 yards and three touchdowns. Um, lots of talent, lots of weapons there for Andy Dalton. He just needs to get the ball to them. So um, I, I think I think the Bengals have an uphill battle, but they definitely have a team to make a run. Yeah. Uh, I was going to go into the mixing thing you said, and you're right. He hasn't – the statistics aren't there right now, averaging 2.8 yards per carry on the year. But he scored his first touchdown against the Bills last week. And I like what Lizard did, though. Uh, Mixon has looked like the most talented back in the preseason and early in. We've seen a little bit of flashes. Um, so I think that he's going to turn around eventually, and they're going to keep feeding him the rock because the guy is very talented, and eventually he could break out. He still is a rookie, so he's still learning some things. But their commitment to him, I think, will pay off in the long run. And like you said, A.J. Green's just been terrific this season. I mean, as ever since their struggles, Andy Dalton figured out how to get out of it. Throw to your best receiver, A.J. Green. Look at him against the Bills. Seven receptions for 189 yards and a touchdown, including a 77-yard bomb in the first quarter. Uh, Green is one of the top five receivers in this league, and I believe that for a while now. And I think that as long as Andy Dalton keeps feeding him the ball, that he'll continue to find success. Yeah, so, I mean, at the end of the day, rough, rough start for the Bengals, but... Uh, the defense has definitely been there all year. They just need to, you know, bring the offense around the corner a little bit, use those weapons. Um, the one player that I was kind of disappointed hasn't produced so far this year um, is John Ross. Is he hurt? He, he's been hurt a couple times, yeah. So John Ross, let me look at the injury report. John Ross is sidelined with a knee injury uh, extended period of time. So that's that's always disappointing because, you know, coming out of the draft, one of the fastest guys. Uh, it would have been great to see him in that offense. And like you said, I mean, his, his draft stock went way up as soon as he broke the record for the 40-yard dash. So, obviously, w these things happen. I mean, he hurt himself on that, so injuries were going to be an issue with him. We could tell that coming out of college. So, it'll be interesting to see when he gets on the field and what type of impact we can make. I know he had one hair uh, toss sweep and he fumbled on that, but, you know, I think he's going to be pretty good if they can just get him on the field. He can stretch the defense so much. And it'll just open up more opportunities for AJ Green. Yeah, he almost gives that. He would almost give that offense more of a Deshaun Jackson look. You could 100%. just have him run the fly route all the time. Opens up the field, kind of like what the Buccaneers do with 
Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans with with AJ Green being a very similar receiver to Mike Evans. It could be a deadly um, combo. De- definitely a deadly combo, but it's uh, it sucks that they don't have him right now. But yeah. uh, maybe later in the season. So we'll move on to our last topic of the day before our predictions for this week. Uh, Derek Carr, Ben Hurt expected to come back week six um, uh, with a transverse process fracture in his back. Um, but you know they have they've been going to EJ Manuel. And they lost last week. So, Connor, what's wrong with the Raiders? Can they make the playoffs if Carr misses multiple weeks? Yeah, that was one thing I was – I don't know if they make the playoffs if Carr misses multiple weeks because, I mean, the offense didn't even look great the couple games before uh, Carr got hurt. I mean, against the Redskins and again, Denver, I mean, in the game they did get hurt. Uh, he just didn't look right. I guess the receivers weren't really getting open, and I really want to touch up on Amari Cooper has really struggled this season. He has 33 targets and only 13 receptions for a 39% completion percentage, last in the league. He's also had some drops. I mean, you look at the stat line for the past couple weeks, Amari Cooper has four receptions for 23 yards in the last three games, and that's just not getting it done. Marshawn Lynch came out on fire. Everybody was really excited for him. He looked great in his first game against the Titans. I mean, piling over Darrell Casey. It looked amazing. Everybody thought Beast Mode is back. And he's only averaging 3.4 yards a, ca- or a carry this season. He's only has 194 yards and two TDs. So I really want to see Beast Mode get more involved and start looking like he did in the old days with Seattle. So right now, I'm worried about the, the Raiders. And if Carr misses a lot of weeks, then I don't know if this team is a playoff team, especially in that division. Yeah, I like what you said about Marshawn Lynch. You know, definitely been, hasn't been that presence they need, especially with Carr out. They're going to need to get more involved in the running game. And, you know, he's only averaging, like you said, 3.4 yards per carry and only used him twice in the red zone for two touchdowns. So uh, I think they need to get him more involved. But, you know, their defense has really held them afloat um, playing playing decently this year. But uh, if they can, you know – their defense, I just lied. Their defense yeah, yeah, has not been, been, very has good, not been good this year. Yeah, I was about to say, I, that's I not. I was uh, quick to say that, and then I looked at the stats, and I realized they're actually awful. So uh, they're going to need that defense to also turn around and in the running game. But EJ Manuel has not been good since taking over the quarterback job. Uh, 265 yards, a touchdown, and an interception with only a 72.3 passer rating. Uh, he's going to need to step up his game, and you know it's all going to start with Marshawn Lynch. If Marshawn Lynch can start running the ball, um, then this this Raiders team can turn it around. But the, if they lose too many games before Carr's able to come back, then it's going to be tough for them to come back. I mean, he has a 14-5 and five record as a starter over the last two years, 35 touchdowns to eight, only eight interceptions. Uh, and last year, he had, or this year, he has 101.2 passer rating. So Derek Carr, big 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 key for the Raiders. Big, big key for the Raiders, but, you know, if he's out and they lose a bunch of games, it's gonna to be tough because you know a lot, of, a lot of people like to pick them in the in the AFC this year. So I mean, like you said, the defense was never supposed to be projected as a strength for the Raiders this year, and I think they played a little below the standard that people thought they would be. I mean, if you look at the quarterback duo of uh, Sean Smith and or Seth Smith and um, David Amberson, they just haven't been sharp. You saw against the Redskins, Josh Doxson absolutely embarrassed uh, Amberson on the play. I, I just think that. The Raiders' offense is where it needs to get done, and without Carr, it's just not high-functioning. EJ Manuel hasn't looked horrific so far, and maybe he'll play better in the next couple weeks, but I don't know. Uh, they just gave up 30 points to the Joe Flacco-led offense. Uh, that's that's alarming. Yeah, it's definitely alarming. Uh, I think, you know, they just got to stay afloat because 
once Derek Carr comes back, they're going to be a tough team to yeah, beat. He could catch fire and just run the table. You don't know. Exactly, and it's definitely you know that's something that the Raiders want to be patient about um, because back injuries aren't anything to kid around with. Definitely not. And they don't want to rush him back, but um, we'll see. Uh, before we get going, or before we end this episode, uh, we have predictions. So last week, Connor went two and three, and I went two and three. So we tied last week. Um, he's six and nine all the year, and I am eight and seven. So I got a nice two game cushion on Connor. Um, but we got five games selected for this week. Uh, I'm excited to see what who Connor picks. So the first game we're gonna pick is. The Eagles going on the road to Carolina on Thursday night to play in the color rush game against the Panthers. Connor, who do you got? Well, I think these teams are pretty similar, but I'm going to go with the Panthers at home. You're going to go with the Panthers. Um, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I think Carson Wentz has this Eagles team on a roll right now. Um, Thursday night games are pretty lopsided usually, but this should be a close game. So we'll move on to the next one uh, on Sunday at 1 o'clock. The Lions go to New Orleans to play the Saints. Connor, who do you got? The Lions, uh, I think, lost back-to-back games now, but I think they correct the ship in this one. They get, I'm going to go with Lions. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Lions as well. I really didn't want to go with the Lions because they 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 screwed me and Connor last week, but um, I think they bounced back, and I think it's a, a weak Saints defense, and they can expo- expose them a little bit. Um, the next game is the Rams and the Jaguars. The, the Rams... Lost a tough game to the uh, Seahawks last week, and the Jaguars, you know, beat the beat the Steelers. So teams trending in opposite directions. Who do you got? I'm gonna go with the Rams. I think that the Seattle and Rams games are always close, so I'm not gonna buy too much into that. And I think Sean McVay corrects the offense this week. Yep, I'm gonna go with the Rams as well. Um, I've been copying Connor the last two picks, <laughs> but we'll move on. Uh, we talked about Big Ben earlier, the struggles. He's going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Not an easy place to play on the road. Connor, who do you got? I'm going to go Chiefs. I think that Big Ben will carry struggles into that game a little bit. I think he doesn't have, obviously, a five-pick game, but I, I'm predicting probably a two-touchdown, three-pick game. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. I think they're just so good offensively uh, with the weapons. Alex Smith has been a genius utilizing those weapons this year. Um, and their defense you know, hasn't been as great as everyone has thought they have been. But I think, I think Big Ben bounces back a little bit, but I still think the Chiefs win. Um, and then the last game of the weekend, Packers go to one of the most intense places in the NFL, uh, Minnesota, to play the Vikings. Who do you got? I think the Packers are going to win. I think Rodgers is playing just too well right now. And um, as we see, I think Casey Keenum might start against Bradford. Just looked unhealthy last game night. Yeah, I hate to do it, but four of the five picks are going to be the same. I'm going to take the Packers. Uh, I, I just don't know where Sam Bradford's health is. Um, he, he looked hobbled last night, didn't play well. And if he's, if I can't guarantee he's out there healthy playing like he did in week one, I think the Packers win this game. Yep. Yeah, so that does it for this week's episode of Goal to Go. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Goal to Go Podcast. Um, we're excited to get our fourth episode up today. And thank you for listening, guys. See you next week, guys. Go Skins.